Welcome in to another episode of the Outsiders Sports NFL Preview Show. This week we are covering the AFC North. This is episode two. Uh, I am your host, Elias Siebert. I'm joined by my buddy, Anthony Exton. Anthony, how are you? Doing okay. How are you, Elias? Doing well. And bringing on for our AFC North, we've got Steelers fan extraordinaire, Jabari Knight. How's it going? Doing well, man. Uh, Let's get right into it here. Cause I'm a motherfucking renegade Never been afraid to say what's on my mind At any given time of day Cause I'm a renegade Never been afraid to talk about anything 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 Cause I'm a renegade Never been afraid to say what's on my mind At any given time of day Cause I'm a renegade Never been afraid to talk about anything 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 As we are gonna do with all these shows We're gonna start, uh at the bottom of the standings from 2016 and work our way up and then sort of give some preview of how we think it's going to go uh, sort of at the end of the show, uh, pick a winner of each division. Uh, so let's get right into it. Last year, finishing last in the AFC North was the Cleveland Browns at 1-15. and 15. Uh, They have been last in the AFC North pretty much as long as anyone can remember. Um, is there any reason to think that they're not going to be a laughingstock? Um I think I, your main argument there would be their starting quarterback was to pretty much throw his contract away in the trade to get him out of Houston. So uh, starting at that point, I don't think I see much going there. Brock Osweiler, just in case anyone doesn't know who their starting quarterback allegedly is this year. Allegedly. I, okay. If they start Brock Osweiler quarterback, they are fucking retarded. I mean, what do you, are, what are, you, are, you, are, you, are you arguing Cody Kessler? Is that much of an upgrade? I'm, yeah, I love, I love Bossweiler. I, I'm, I'm all aboard the Bossweiler train in Cleveland. You love, you love seeing dumpster fires. But just like, okay, but it's better than throwing Kessler or Kaiser out to the wolves with this piece of shit roster. Like, let Osweiler take the hits while Kaiser develops. I love it. I think it's a great idea. See, all right, for me – I know that Brock Osweiler sucks. I have seen a lot of Brock Osweiler, and he's terrible. Okay? I don't know whether Cody Kessler sucks or not. He probably sucks. But I, uh, he sure. sucked last yeah. year. They well, lost the job throat... to freaking um, – who was that? Whoever that guy was. No, he got uh, hurt last year. Kessler. Did he? Okay. Yeah, every single Browns quarterback got hurt. They ended up having to play Terrell Pryor at quarterback against the Patriots. It was hilarious. Bro, but why start why – why, why throw in – a Kessler or a Kaiser with this awful, awful group of receivers and, you know, no weapons pretty much at all. Like, their starting tight end is a rookie. I mean, he's a first-round pick. We'll see. But, like, why throw them to the Wolves with this bad roster when you can just have Osweiler take the hit, keep developing Kessler, keep de- developing Kaiser, and then roll from there in the future? Like, they're obviously not, you know, win-now mode. They're in a rebuild mode. So let's build up the roster while my quarterback develops. I love it. I say let Kaiser see what you have in Kaiser and let him learn from his mistakes in a year where you don't care how many mistakes he makes. But that could kill his confidence, dude, because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's individuals are going to want to go out there and be like, oh, yeah, I want to win. Yeah, but that's what the Browns have been doing for the past, like, 5, 10, 15 years. Like, hey, we're still rebuilding perpetually. Let's just throw him out there and then just, like, can, like mathematically, the Browns should not have been drafting as high as they had drafting as many quarterbacks they have, and none of them have turned out. It's sure. really an organizational problem slash the same philosophy of, like, let's throw out this next quarterback and just let him be descended by the wolves that is the NFL pass rush. Yeah. And then they all just, like, are get, get shell-shocked, develop no pocket presence whatsoever because they're worried that they're going to get hit every down, which they eventually do, and then they just, they just their growth has been stunted. Agreed. All right. go, go with Osweiler. Well, all right, so here's – Here's my case for improvement for the Browns, right? So the Browns last year were pretty much terrible at everything. They were 29th in passing. They were 29th in pass defense. They were 27th in run defense. But they were actually 12th in rushing offense. Uh, so they were okay at running the football last year. Uh, and for the Browns, being okay is, like, you know, a godsend. Uh, and this year, I think the case for improvement for them starts – in the offensive line. Uh, I think they they pretty much rebuilt their offensive line yeah, uh, in the offseason. They, they, uh, yeah, they got Batonio and Zeitler, I think. 
Yeah, so they signed – they got two guards. So, so they still have Joe Thomas. They still have Petonio. So their left side is strong. They got J.C. Treader to play center from Green Bay. They signed Kevin Zeitler from Cincinnati, who's one of the best guards in the league. And then Sean Coleman fills it out. But So they've got, like, a really solid offensive line. And that offensive line honestly could be one of the best in the NFL this year. Yeah. Uh, and so – that's my case for you put Deshaun out there because he's going to be well protected. He's going to have time. Uh, and who knows? Maybe he can make something happen with the wide receiving combination of Corey Coleman and Kenny Britt. <laughs> I mean, Kenny Britt had a decent season last year. Granted, he was playing with Jared Goff and freaking um, whoever that other kid was. Um, Chase, not Chase Daniels. Um, shoot, I watched, the, I watched the, hard, the all or nothing about that guy. I can't remember his name right now. But other yeah, Rams that's how anonymous he is. He <laughs> <laughs> had a hot life. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I can actually see an offense that you build around Deshaun Kaiser's sort of like big play ability uh, and a, you know, a ground and pound kind of offense with a strong offensive line. Uh, and maybe you get to, like, barely competent on offense. Um, and that, that could sort of be a turnaround. And then, you know, if you look at the defensive side of the ball with the Browns, this is where they really added in the offseason. They added Miles Garrett with the first overall pick, and they also got Jabril Peppers uh, in the first round as well. Um, so, you know, added to Jamie Collins, who they, they traded for uh, with the Patriots last year. They still have Joe Hayden at corner. So, I think you can see I can see some pieces on defense here as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're starting to come together there. I like I like Miles Garrett, obviously number one overall pick, kind of a no brainer there. I think he's going to be a beast. Jabril Peppers, I don't really know what he's going to play at this point. Like, is he going to be a safety? I guess. Yeah, I, I think they're having him play sort of like a free safety kind of role, like a, maybe a. A roamer a little bit. Yeah, come in, play some linebacker and and kind of uh, third down settings, cover a tight end. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's just still a lot of places to improve, obviously, but at least at this point they're starting to take some steps. Yeah, and, I mean, I think – look, obviously the Browns are not going to be a, a contending team this year. Uh, they're starting either Deshaun Kaiser, who is like the fourth or fifth – quarterback drafted uh, or Brock Osweiler, which I can't even imagine any team considering him as a starting quarterback. But, yeah. you know, so there's a, lot of, a long way to go. But I I think we could see, like, big steps forward for the Browns this season. I disagree. I disagree. Everyone knows that quarterback is the most valuable position. It's not in all sports, certainly in football. And when you're trotting out an untested rookie – who was a second-round pick and was, I believe, the fourth quarterback picked in this draft. And you got you got a rushing attack, but, you know, stacking the box and just saying, like, hey, I dare you to throw another interception rookie, or I dare you, Brock Osweiler, to prove to me you can throw the ball past five yards down the field without overthrowing <laughs> it to a safety. Um, I don't see you going, you going much further than three and out, three and out. Oh, wow, we got good field position in the field goal. Yeah. Okay. But all right. But I think the life, I think you just want the Browns to be better. Everybody wants the Browns. To be <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> Everyone wants them to be better. Everybody's tired of this, and everybody feels bad for the Browns because no one feels team. bad about the Browns and AFC North. That's a free two wins every year. Same way the yeah. Patriots get a free six wins from everybody in that garbage division. <laughs> well, I feel bad for the Browns. But they're not they're not gonna be a whole lot better this year. Maybe an extra one or two. Well, all right. Look at this this way. If if the Browns go four and twelve this year, they'll have four times as many wins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What a drastic improvement. So oh my. they could they could be like four hundred percent better and still be one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I think that uh you know, I, I think that would be a big I mean, step forward. Four wins. Starting from being like negatively good, like, I guess anywhere up. Yeah. Yeah, the the Browns last year were 1-15, and, and they're based on their point spread, they're Pythagorean wins 2.7. So. They, 
Yeah, and then, and since I don't know if I'll be able to come on for the the NFC East podcast, but can we talk about how Tail Pryor is absolutely balling out in training camp and balled out last year, and how bad the Browns were, and he still was amazing. So, why did they not resign him? Because the Browns are going full Philadelphia 76ers. We're burning everything to the ground so we can get as many draft picks as possible. I I don't From understand. I don't understand. There's <laughs> like, no point. There's no one. He's 27. He's in his prime. They're not going to be useful for at least another three, four years. So I'd say, like, good on him for not wanting to resign. I'm sure they maybe offered him something because they've got nothing but cash space because they keep punting away anybody with any significant value. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm getting sad. Um, so let's move on. <laughs> so it's Cleveland uh, on a regular basis. <laughs> hey, it's not LeBron. That's fine. Uh, yeah, for a year. <laughs> so moving up the standings, uh, another sad sack franchise, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who uh, coming into last year, their fans were screaming about how they needed to fire their coach because they had lost in the playoffs for, you know, five years in a row or something. Uh, and they promptly went six, nine, and one um, and were just drudged through a miserable season. Um so to start with, why do we still have ties in the NFL? Why do we still have what? Ties. 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 Tie last year. Because football is a grinding sport. If you actually made people play out to the full game, you increase injury likelihood. No boo. Yeah. Sorry, I gave you a realistic <laughs> answer. <laughs> oh like, yeah. As, as have you ever NFL cares about injuries all of a sudden? I mean, yeah. Don't don't talk to Richard Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> those those Thursday night football games are just like, oh yeah, these people have been getting into a car accident on Sunday, and they're like, hey, you want to play, get another car accident on Wednesday or Thursday? Sure, <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, Thursday night football sucks, and everyone knows it. Uh, Everybody wants to see the injuries. Jags and Titans color rush uniforms going. <laughs> too bad I'm colorblind, so I can't see anything. <laughs> uh, so the Bengals last year. They're they're six nine and one. Um, they were eleventh in passing offense, thirteenth in rushing offense, fourteenth in passing defense, and twentieth in rushing defense. Uh, so they weren't really terrible at anything, but they also weren't good at anything. Um, is there any reason to think that's going to be different this year? Uh, I'm looking at what roster additions they made since the end of the season, and. I don't really see anyone in this list that that necessarily makes me think they're going to do anything. John Ross. Um, AJ he, Green was injured last year, wasn't he? AJ yeah. Green. Yeah. So, I mean, AJ stays healthy. You know, every year that AJ Green stays healthy, they're at least, you know, flirting with the playoffs. I, I think they'll be better than last year. They're definitely not. But people forget they lost Marvin Jones and Muhammad Sanu. Those are those are three solid. Though those were two solid wide receivers, not wide receiver ones, at least very serviceable wide receiver twos that they had in that three man attack in 2015. And that was Andy Dalton overplaying his hand way super hard. So peak Andy Dalton. Ah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Is is peak Andy Dalton like a compliment? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know he. Andy Dalton is pretty much on the Jay Cutler level of football, except he cares a little bit more, so people don't give him as much shit, but he's he's just as, like, barely tepid waters. Like, eh, he had a good game. Oh, God, he had a bad game. You can literally flip a coin and be like, eh. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the, the argument for the Bengals being better starts on offense, right? And it starts with health. Like, it's just Tyler Eifert and A.J. Green not being hurt all year will be – the, you know, a huge boon for them, a huge bonus. Um, but then you kind of look at the – they also lost a couple offensive linemen. They lost, uh, you know, they lost Zeitler, um, who's, as we say, one of the best, you know, guards in the in the game. And uh, Andrew and, Whitworth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they lost both, <laughs> lost both guys. Um, but then, yeah, I look at the defense, right, and they didn't really change anything. Uh and they still employ Vontaze Perfect. Um, I, I hate him with a burning passion because he likes to injure people. He has a <laughs> mental condition that needs to be checked out, but no one cares. Yeah, I mean, are always dirty. 
Yeah, I, I kind of think that you have to have a mental disorder of some kind to play in the NFL, period. Um, but even amongst, like, these ferocious beasts, Vontae's perfect is is an absolute degenerate. Like, that guy should be in a cell, uh, and instead he plays linebacker in Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, really not too much to say about this team. It's, like... They're just kind of like a skunked beer. Like it's like we've seen this team's peak, and I don't know why Marvin Lewis is still a head coach, and I don't know really what they're doing here. I mean, um, he he's like Jeff Fisher, except if Jeff Fisher could get to the playoffs, he consistently will get you ten wins, maybe eleven on a good day, but you try to win the playoffs, and it doesn't happen. Which I don't necessarily think his fault. He's a solid like he's he's a solid coach overall. He if he had a better quarterback, I think he may be able to do a bit more. But Andy Dalton is just like hard line average. Yeah, yeah. I mean the GM hasn't really done anything with the roster, right? No big moves. So it's like they're okay with being run of the mill. The the one thing you know, if I'm if I'm looking at reasons to be hopeful this year uh, for the for the Bengals. It it could be a lot of fun watching John Ross line up across from AJ Green. Is he healthy? I thought I heard stuff about him being injured. I, I mean, I think he that? I think he tweaked something. He tweaked something at the combine. Uh, I think he may have, like tweaked a hamstring, but uh, I don't think there's like major concerns about him uh, like there are Mike Williams and uh, San Diego, for example. Yeah, he's not playing at all. Yeah, so. I think I think he's like maybe I think he's got like a dinged up shoulder or something, um, but I, I expect him to to play this year. Um, and with AJ Green, with the coverage rolling to AJ Green and the safeties occupied in the middle by Tyler Eifert, like you could see John Ross getting a lot of single coverage. And I don't know how many corners in the NFL are fast enough to do that. All right, fair. So what you want to give him eight and eight instead of six and nine? How's that? I mean, do they improve on the defense at all? Um, no. <laughs> they they drafted a wide, uh, a linebacker in the third round. Guy yeah, apparently, yeah. They, apparently he uh, had a really good combine, but you know. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure that they're gonna have any any sort of new guys. Really, I guess they got they got Kevin Minter from the Cardinals. Uh, he's a play linebacker. He's old um, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, like they plugged in Pat Sims, who's really old from the Raiders. Uh, you know, there's not, there's not. A, I mean, I guess they're getting Adam Jones back, maybe uh, from suspension. <laughs> if Pac-Man excites you, uh, there's a reason to be excited there. But yeah, you know, this is a team that wasn't that good, and I guess they're relying on on coming on injuries. And, and being healthy, uh, and that's changing their whole fortune. Um, but, Jamar, I think you, you kind of said it. They they go from, what, six wins to eight wins. Like, that that seems like a pretty reasonable expectation. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's assuming it's healthy. I just looked up John Ross towards ACL in 2015 and towards Labrum last year. So he's got an injury history. I mean, Tyler Eifert, what, hurt his uh, – he hurt his knee or something? That's why he was out all last it. year. He's had a knee, an elbow. I think he had a concussion this year, too. Um, yeah, so he, he's got a whole list. And E.J. Green's got a bunch of little, you know, sprained ankle and tweaked hamstring kind of things. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a team for these guys. If they can stay healthy, they could be a, a dynamic top ten offense again. How, did, how, was, how was their defense last year? You have the, the rankings and whatnot. Yeah, their defense, uh, they were 14th against the pass and 20th against the run, um, and I don't think they got any better. So, you know, probably another weakness there. I, I don't see them, them being an excellent defense. They never really were a good defensive team, though. I mean, it's kind of like even at their best, it was they were an offense first squad. Well, they, they're they a bend-don't-break defense. They're going to sit they, – they sit in cover to two safety shell, and they're just like, sure, you can run it, you can run it against us between, like, the 30s and do all you want, but then once it gets in the 30s, we're gonna, you're not going to do anything, and we'll give yeah. up three, occasionally give up seven. So, like, their defense, I don't think, doesn't attempt to be, like, number one overall. They're just like, I mean, we're fine with giving up 21 points a game because we think we can score 24 to plus. 
Right. Yeah, what was the scoring defense last year? What was their scoring defense? Uh, they allowed the fewest points in the division, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so they were, they were pretty good. I, I don't have the, the actual number in front of me, but uh, it looks like they gave up they gave up less than 20 points a game, so that's good. Yeah. Um, sure. They were two and six on the road though last year, which I think is a you know it's a measure of, of a good team is how they play on the road, um, and they played poorly. Um, so moving on, uh, one more step up the ladder. Uh, my least favorite team in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens. What? The Baltimore Ravens last year were eight and eight, and uh, that is, they were just about the most mediocre squad you can imagine. They, so they were awful on offense last year. They were 26 against the pass, in passing, 21st in rushing, uh, and their defense was outstanding. They were 10th against the pass and fourth against the rush. Um, so. That's uh, that's the makings of a really really ugly game uh, for a really really ugly organization. Yeah, I need to see in this article where this guy wrote a, a a lovely manifesto about how Joe Flacco is worse than Kyle Kaepernick, and Joe Flacco has regressed every year since winning the Super Bowl in 2012 when he wasn't even that good of a quarterback at that point. He was just <laughs> as middling as he is now, if not even worse. The guy cannot throw down the field except he lost his Tory. He lost Torrey Smith, his passing affairs machine that gobbled up yards because he couldn't actually throw it to him for a catch. So Joe Flacco's now done, and they're going to try to put some other body out there. And I don't see this team being other than any more than just as middling as they were last year. Hey, um, do you like the Ravens at all there, Jabari? Uh, no, they're awful, awful teams. You guys just are hating on them. I don't dislike. I, I don't think they're going to be that bad. They were ninth overall scoring defense last year. Cincinnati was eighth, by the way. I just pulled it up. They added, you know, Jeremy Macklin, who's a nice little possession receiver, to where Flacco's not going to have to throw the ball down the field. They can kind of take, um, you know, piece by piece. I, I don't dislike the Ravens too much. See, I, but Flacco's I not playing. Flacco's yeah, not playing. So Flacco's injured. He tore his ACL at the end of last year, right? Um, right. But I, I think he's, you know, he's coming back at some point. He may not start the year, but you yeah. know, okay, he's only out of game. He's only he's going to miss the first week of the season with a back injury. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they also they signed Mike Wallace. So if Mike Wallace is still fast, maybe yep. Flacco can can reignite his just throw it as far as he can and hope for a pass interference penalty offense. Um. But yeah, I mean, you look at the at the rest of the weapons, right? It's like, like uh, the running back depth chart. I mean, Terrence West. They've got Danny Woodhead now. Uh, hey, don't sleep on Danny Woodhead. Yeah, I mean, Flacco loves to check it down. So, so maybe Danny will have a big year. Um, check down machine, Flacco. Yeah, he he really has like two throws. He's got a a three yard swing pass to the running back and a. 55 yard, throw it as far as I can to whoever is running down the field. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I, I hate this team so much. <laughs> uh, on defense, you know, a lot of the same guys coming back. Um, a, a fairly old team, uh, you know, they're going to be relying on, on contributions from guys like Eric Weddle. Uh, Terrell Suggs, who is the ancient. How is Terrell Suggs is still doing this? He's a dinosaur. Terrell Suggs was drafted in 2003. Yo, but he's sick. <laughs> is he yeah. still sick? How many sacks yeah, did he get last sick. year? Yeah, he's still sick. They got Brandon Carr. Eric Weddle is still one of the best safeties in football. You guys are crazy. The Ravens are good, and they're going to be good this year. I, I mean, right. I, I can buy that their defense is going to be good. They're like, it's sort of like an organizational birthright to have a good defense in Baltimore. But yeah, they have a good secondary. They even dra- I, they drafted a cornerback in the first round this year. They drafted Marlon Humphrey. Have, how are they going to score? Bro, they'll they'll score. They've got Danny Woodhead, <laughs> the just catching swing routes, running it ten yards every time he touches the ball. They've got Jeremy Macklin, Mike Wallace, a nice little one two punch there. 
They're going to score. Benjamin Watson, a big old tight end. I love it. They got a good other line. They got Marshall Yanda. Marshall Yanda. Setting the pace in the trenches. You guys are crazy. You guys are you guys are just hate, you're hating on the Ravens. Ravens fans, I'm here for you. Here. Look, I, I literally don't have another option but to hate on the Ravens. I I I can't bring myself to not hate on the Ravens. Um, and I'd just like to say to all those Ravens fans out there, uh, Edelman to Amendola. Um, but okay, so the Ravens were eight and eight last year. They were a terrible offensive team and a great defensive team. And I don't really think that anything is going to be different this year. Uh, so I could see them eight and eight again. They're just mediocre. Um, I mean, they're they're starting Brandon Carr at corner. Come on, former Kansas City Chief. I'll always love him. Former Ten and six. Da- yeah. Ten and six. Former Dallas Cowboy who was also was kicked off the team because he was so bad. Yeah, and when you were kicked off the Dallas defense for being bad at playing cornerback, uh, you probably are not long for this league. Um, anyway, I, I if I talk about the Ravens, where I'm going to puke. But uh, <laughs> let's move on to the last team in the AFC North, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Barry, uh, I guess this is your team. So uh, what's going on in Pittsburgh this year? Uh, everything is beautiful in Pittsburgh. Uh, after a couple <laughs> dark years, you know, couldn't protect Big Ben through the mid-2000s. It was rough. Has Big Ben retired yet this year? Big Ben will never retire. We will keep shooting up with HGH and painkillers as long as we need to. <laughs> <laughs> the offensive line looks amazing. Resigned our left tackle, Alejandro Villanueva. Wide receiving core is a Beautiful combination of Antonio Brown still peaking just as hard as he ever was. You got finally the the return of the our favorite son. Uh, one second, I forgot his name right now. Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant, oh our God. favorite deep threat. We've got Jimmy Shujuster or Juju, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, because it's weird as fuck to pronounce. Coming in hot, who you know. If he has even Richie's even close to his potential, he's a wide receiver two with a maximum wide receiver one potential. And Rocking Darius him. Hayward Bay is finally going to reach his first round draft pick. You know, he's a locker room guy. He's a great locker room guy. Oh my uh, I say if any weakness we have, it is that our tight end Jesse James is a he is no he's Miller sadly. You know, he he tries to find open spots in zones, but he just doesn't have that feel. The defense is improving. Lots of young guys getting better. Artie Burns, who we drafted last year, is being locked in as our starting corner. As everything coming out of camp seems to be like he's he's absolutely the truth. Um, just the team has gotten younger. At about probably I think three four years ago, we pro- we had the oldest average defense in the league, and now pretty much if you look at that roster, almost everyone is 26 and under. About except for uh, the old man James Harrison, who refuses to get out of the gym ever. Or eat not a well balanced diet of protein, vegetables, and carbs. So I think he, I think that he's on the Mount Rushmore of people I don't want to see in an alley. James. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, him black out in the alley, and like you trip over him, he's like, "What the dude?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, sorry, I just tripped. No, you didn't. And just tumbled <laughs> in with one punch. Very oh, just just caved in your entire body. I don't even think James Harrison is good anymore. I just think that opposing, like, offensive linemen are just scared of him, so they play, like, half as good as they're supposed to. I'd be terrified going up against that guy. No, no, he, all he does is just, he just straight bum rushes you, bull rushes, and you don't realize that he, he literally bench presses and squats three times your weight, and that is the weight of 1,200 pounds of 400-pound linemen, and he just so, moves them into the pocket. The thing that we always have to remember about the Pittsburgh Steelers is Ben Roethlisberger is good to miss at least four to six games. That is true. I I, I will admit that he he will he will bang four up to six a games. a knee, an ankle, a shoulder, or something because like he, if, even though he gets older, he's better pocket presence. But he still is like I can make this play with three guys on me. <laughs> he's crazy. Like if he's healthy going into the playoffs, like he was last year, you know he's relatively healthy. Then they make a run. But if he if that injury happens towards the end of the season, you know, week fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and that's when you start to see issues with the uh with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So 
Uh, oh, you guys got Niall Davis. What a stud. <laughs> another another um, nice cheat there for you. Yeah. Um, so that, that's my thought. Steelers, I've always been very mad. You know what? I'm just, I'm just still a little bit sore about the fact that they beat the Chiefs in the playoff game without scoring a touchdown. So I may be a little biased here, just like you guys are with the Ravens. Fuck the Steelers. Maybe your quarterback knew how to throw it further than 20 yards down the field. Hey, we talked about that on the last episode. We can bring it back up. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I look at the Steelers and I see, like, maybe the best offensive trio of just top-line guys in the league between Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. All right. They, they have probably the best running back in the league maybe the best receiver in the league and a top 10. Boyle Jones. Uh, I mean, all right. Antonio Brown, maybe not the best, but he's a top three or four. Certainly. I mean, where do you want to go? One A and one B? Come on. Yeah, right. right. I want to go one and two because Julio Jones is by far the best receiver in the NFL. Okay. I don't know about by far, but, you know, I'll give you Julio Jones maybe. But, like, the point remains. Antonio Brown is an absolute stud. All right. So, and this offensive line is wildly underrated. The last they were they were ranked as like the third best offensive line in the NFL, um, behind only Oakland and Dallas. Um, and that's something that I don't think people talk about enough, right? Uh, all throughout the playoffs, the announcers were jizzing themselves over Le'Veon Bell's like delayed running style. Where he he's like, oh, he just waits at the line, and then the hole opens up. They're like, look at Le'Veon Bell, just patient. It's like, yeah, okay, but if the offensive line isn't kicking ass in front of him, patience means you get tackled in the backfield. So, like, I just want to give a shout out to to Marquis Pouncey and the boys uh, who who really opened things up for Le'Veon. So I could see a, a top five or a top three offense uh, out of this squad if if they stay healthy. Um, yeah. The question is always about defense, and and the Steelers have done a really great job, I think, in the last few years of rebuilding the defense. Uh, Jabari, you were talking about this a little bit, but you know they've they've got Ryan Shazier and Bud Dupree leading the the linebacking core. They've got Cameron Hayward, who has exploded as a pass rusher. Uh, James Harrison still somehow is alive, and then the one thing you guys didn't mention is they drafted T.J. Watt this year. Oh yeah, in the first round. Uh, younger brother of JJ, of course, um, and you know from all counts and everything, all the scouts say he's basically just like a smaller version of JJ. So, uh, you know, I could I could see him being a big contributor as a pass rusher, and if that's the case, the Steelers could have a, a really solid defense. Um, I'm still not sure who's going to cover anyone in this team, but I mean, we, uh, it's it's a zone coverage. It's a mainly zone. Scheme. I, is that what Tom Brady picks you apart every time? Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes these things happen. Uh, you play to play your best coverage, and you know Tom Brady is a machine, but he's a cheater. So we all know that, and he has concussions that he hasn't revealed to the league. So yeah, he's a lot of That's a low blow. <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah, it's tougher too. I'm not going to tell you that our corners are like shut down, but they're serviceable and they're way better than they. They used to be when we had Ike Taylor like running out there at 34 years old, pretending he was still 25. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we got it's Ross Cockrell, Audie Burns, and there's a third guy I don't remember. But it's it's improved. Like these guys are actually they can they can actually play. I just want to tell you that like if it's going to be like third and ten and you want them to like sit out there on like a three man rush and just cover people man on man, they're going to be out there be able to cover for like five to ten seconds. I'm not going to lie to you about that. But they'll they'll be able to play and keep people in front of them. So, well, I don't know about you, but I remember Carolina getting torched down the field over and over and over again last year on defense. Uh, and the Steelers are planning on starting Mike Mitchell at safety uh, straight from the Carolina Panthers uh, toaster well, was, of a bat. No, that was field. we got him two years ago. He's been with the Steelers for three years, so he wasn't part of that roasting crew last year. Oh, uh, I thought he. Well, uh, we can edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, looking at these at this division, uh, it, it seems to me that the Steelers are 
the the prohibitive favorites uh, to win it. Uh, Anthony, you seem to be the the Ravens proponent. Do you think the Ravens are going to challenge the Steelers for the division? Challenge, yes. Win it, no. Um, at the end of the day, that offense is so good, so good, like across the board. Like, like really the only thing that you could argue they don't have a strength at is tight end. But they have such good receivers, like, does that really matter? Um, I think it'll be closer than most people think. I think the uh, Steelers are around 11-5 and five and the uh, Ravens are 10-6. and six, But I think both teams make the playoffs. I think okay. the Ravens are the second wildcard team after Oakland. After Oakland, okay. Uh, Wait, after Ravens. Oakland? Who do you have winning the AFC West if not Oakland? Hey, until fucking Derek Carr can beat Kansas City, he's 1-5 versus them. His one win came a rookie year after we played back-to-back games versus Seattle and some like Carolina, and he barely squeaked out a win his rookie year. Until he can beat Kansas City, he's not fucking – the words the Oakland Raiders are winning the AFC West, that's, that shit's not happening. That's not happening until he can beat Kansas City. And he plays consistently his worst games that he's ever played in his career – Four of his worst five games are versus Kansas City, and we have virtually the same defense. Until he can prove to me he can even play mediocre versus us, they're not winning the division if they can't they can't beat Kansas City at all. All right, I'll give you that because Kansas City has been consistently getting the double digit wins for the past year. So, and right, we went six no versus the division last year. Uh, not what this episode's about. Jabari, Jabari, bring it back to to the Ravens. Do you think the Steelers are going to walk away with the division? Walk away, no, because the AFC North is, is just a dogfight. Even even the Browns put up a good match. So I I don't I think we'll definitely like probably pick up a loss or two either against definitely probably against the Ravens. Just the Ravens anytime we play them, it's close. And maybe I I can't even say I, I think we'll lose to the Bengals. Let's say we probably either drop one, maybe even both to the Ravens because it's always just so close whenever we play. I mean the playoff game. To that that uh, I think it was the wild card game, literally won by Antonio Brown, like forcing himself over the line at the end, and we were way more talented roster wise than the Ravens were last year. So I definitely think we're definitely locked in for at least 11 wins. I'd even put us at 12. I have to look at the schedule to see how. What? What? 12 wins? 12 wins with that secondary in a passing league? Uh, yeah, dude. No, no. Well, so so here's here's one thing to consider when you look at these uh, these two teams. If we if you guys both think that the division is going to be close, uh, things to look at is, is some of the schedule, right? So uh, the both all four all four of these teams in the AFC North they play the NFC North and AFC South this year. Uh, but wait, wait, the, Jabari, Jabari, Jabari. Do you think that you're stopping Aaron Rodgers? Wait, is the Green Bay game for the Steelers home or away? Do you know, Elias? Uh, it is home for the Steelers. Okay. Do you think home in Week Twelve? You think you beat Aaron Rodgers Week Twelve? That's a push, but I'd say losses, potential losses on the season are Pats, Packers. Uh, I don't even want to put the Chiefs in there. To be honest with you, you think you're winning and, in Arrowhead? Oh yeah, we beat the we beat the Chiefs last year. Okay. Did you, I, I, you did. You did. The, the Steelers, at the end of the day, are a bad match. We're playing the NFC North, who has the Vikings with Sam Bradford. Give me a break. The Bears without a quarterback. And then we're playing the AFC South. Come on. Jags, Colts, Titans, Houston. Come on. That's, you're, you're, giving me, you're, giving me, you're giving me four wins from the AFC South, barring, like, some dumb stuff. You give me two wins from the Browns, probably another two from the Bengals. That gives me eight already. And then you the rest is the Browns and the Bengals. Oh, absolutely. You think you go five and one in the AFC North? I think probably. I I go. I I put it. I put money on four and two, and I'd like take good odds if you gave me five and one. I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, you know, the it, it is a dogfight, but I I think the Steelers will smoke. They'll just smash the the Bengals and the Browns. I I think five and one is is not unreasonable in the division. Um, but, you know, if it's going to be close, right, let's look at the sort of the end of the year. What are they coming down to, right? This, so, December we have Bengals, Ravens, Pats, Texans, Browns. Lovely in the season. Lovely in the season with the Browns there, just the warm-up. You get a nice okay, uh, break but, before the playoffs. 
but you start you start December with Ravens Patriots at Texans. Like you could lose all three of those games. No way the Texans don't have a quarterback. The Texans, they have Watson. Watson, we don't know how good Watson is. I'm doing. sorry, no, I don't. I don't fear rookie quarterback. That's a good defense. It is a fantastic defense, and if they had Andy Dalton, I'd be scared out of my boots. But they don't even have an Andy Dalton. They have Deshaun. Well, we Watson. don't know. We don't know. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be good this year. Um, uh, see, people, people keep doing the thing where they think you flash in the pants. Like they're like, "Oh, dude, Dallas quarterback, fourth round draft pick. He came in and like did did amazing. Deshaun Watson can do the same thing." No, we've learned over time that rookie quarterbacks are really hard to put out there and to be successful, and that when it happens, it's a rarity, not a not a trend. I don't know. I think that would be changing recently. Like Andrew Luck, uh, Russell Wilson were both really good as rookies. RG3? RG3 uh, was awesome. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. Then he thanks the rest of us for destroying his knees. Yeah. Well, so, all right. I think I think the, the Steelers have three really tough games in December and then the Browns. And then the Ravens have at the Steelers and then Browns, Colts, Bengals. So... It's, to me, if the Steelers are going to win this division, they have to win it by December. Like it's, you know, they've got to they've got to beat the Ravens on Sunday Night Football in Week 14 and have that be like the nail in the coffin. And if and if the Ravens win that game in Week 14 in Pittsburgh on Sunday Night, like, you know, this division could be absolutely up for grabs. I mean. The first half of the season, we got Lions, Bengals, Chiefs, Jags, Ravens, Bears, Vikings, Browns. I see maybe two losses in there going to either Chiefs or Ravens or both of them. That's two losses in the first half of the season. Then the back half, we got Colts, Titans, Packers, Bengals, Ravens, Pats. There's another three potential losses there. I really, I'm just counting the Texans. I know you guys want to give them something because that defense is awesome. But until they, until I see something that Deshaun Watson is legit, which I don't think he is. If he was, he would have been overwhelmingly the number one quarterback, not Mr. Trubisky who plays for freaking UNC going number one overall. So Okay, so you've you've accounted for the lost likelihood. I've got five losses that I would put I would say like yeah, so, if they lost so I would believe it. Losses to Chiefs on the road. Packers. I'm giving Patriots. at Chiefs, I'm giving at Ravens in the first half. I'm giving okay. Pats at home just because I, I, I will freely admit the Pats just, like, do a number oh, every so. time. Yep. And then the Ravens potentially again just because it's always tight. And then either – You're going to lose I'll, the Packers, too. The Packers. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a – was that a Sunday night game? I don't know. We'll see. The Packers, I don't – I mean, what do they have – is their defense any good this year? If it's going to be a shootout, I mean – that's right. So, bro, but the thing is, with this 11-5 and five record, you're first of all assuming that Ben Roethlisberger is healthy all year, which he never is, and you're also assuming you don't drop that one random game that almost every team always drops. Oh, oh, oh. We, let's see. The, the, the Steelers always are going to lose to a team that should not – like, we don't have – when Oakland was really bad, we used to always lose to Oakland. For some reason, they'd be in our schedule, and we'd lose to them. I don't really see a team like that because we're playing a first-person schedule. Maybe the Colts. Or the Lions, just because, you know, we happen to lay an egg, like, I randomly. Was, I was looking at that week eight at Lions uh, right before the bye week. Could be could be that random game. Uh, but, yeah. It is. Uh, that's a it it always game, happens. So. Like, I think I read an article one time where, like, the Sears are, like, one of the top teams who, like, lose consistently in the year roll to teams with, like, under 25% wins. And it just – I literally will watch – it was when the Chiefs were really bad. And it was just like, Wow. Really, these are they're like they've got three wins on the year, and like we're about to lay an egg to them on Monday night. Congratulations, yep. guys! The Steelers also. I'm just looking at the schedule here. The Steelers play four consecutive primetime games, uh, weeks 11 through 14. They play uh, looks like Sunday night, or no? They, so they play Thursday night Titans. I oh, have the Titans are always on Thursday. Uh, you go Thursday, Sunday, Monday, Sunday, then Sunday, Sunday again. Sunday, yeah. So four primetime games in a row, um, and then they they play also a primetime game against the Lions. They play in primetime five times this year. Um, that's just uh, something I, that's interesting. But uh, you're right, like Anthony. I think there there is that random game they lose, and then there's 
you know, there's there's four or five losses that we see that we expect them to lose. So eleven and five, ten and six seems pretty reasonable. Uh, yeah, I got them at ten and six. We got them at ten six, and so it. I mean, I don't know. I I just don't think the Ravens are going to be a, a double digit win team. Um, so. You know, maybe this division could be close if the Steelers are ten and six. But if the Steelers are eleven and five, I think they win this game, this division. By oh, absolutely. I I just I'm banking on this is the year where people finally stop giving Joe Flacco the benefit of the doubt and actually look at the numbers and say he is not a good quarterback. Is he elite though? God. <laughs> <laughs> I think he he's falling below the Dalton line at this point. Yeah, but he won a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, and so did freaking uh, Trent Delper. <laughs> Brad Johnson. Peyton Manning. Oh, wait. Uh. <laughs> um, all right, guys, uh, so let's go Let's go. Uh, quick roundup of, of record predictions for the Browns. I've got the Browns at 4-12. Um, let me check their schedule real quickly. Because, I, I mean, this is NFL teams and – even even a blind mouth occasionally catches a win. I'm going three and thirteen, and Miles Garrett single handedly gets them one of those. Oh, they've got the Jets on their schedule. Even I think the Browns are better than the Jets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this year especially. Yeah, so they they play a last place schedule. So they've, they've got, also the got the Jags, the they've also Jags. got the Chargers. Uh, yeah, four wins, and they got the Colts. Yeah, they got four. There's there's four potential wins in there. I'd say three if I were if I, I would bet on three, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I give them three and thirteen. Three and thirteen. Okay. Uh, Bengals. I have the Bengals at eight and eight. Eight and eight. Uh, eight and eight seems high for the Bengals. That roster. Seven, that, that roster. Seven and nine for me. Seven and nine. Mm. Dude, like remember the three years ago, people were talking about the Bengals having the best roster in the NFL. Who said yeah. that? <laughs> no, I remember that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, especially on offense. And like, they're like, well, look at this offensive line. And they've got multiple running backs and receivers and everything. And it's like, yeah, well, this was, you know, all the complementary pieces are gone and all the structural pieces are, are weakened. But they still have yeah. green. They still have Tyler Eifert. Eight and eight. Yeah, I agree. Eight, eight and eight, like, their schedule is pretty middling. Like, yeah, I don't, think, they, I don't think they're actually good enough to be eight and eight, but their schedule is nice enough to give them eight wins. Yeah, the, the AFC still sucks. So, like, there's a lot of teams that are – like, the Bengals aren't going to be good, but they're going to beat a lot of really bad teams. Uh, and especially with those out-of-division games, like, they get the AFC South. They get the NFC North. Like, that means – I mean, the, the Jags are on every team. team schedule in the AFC North, and, like, Blake Bortles is just a – oh, disgusting. He's an abomination. There's no doubt about it. Um all right, so I got I got the Bengals at, at eight and eight, and then so the Ravens. I got the Ravens at nine and seven, and the Steelers at uh, eleven and five. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, yeah, uh, the Ravens actually have a decently nice schedule. They could get nine wins. That's what I'm saying. I think you know they get a little bit better, but. They've got the Tannehill Dolphins, which I would have guessed they would have lost until Tannehill went down. And, I mean, they're playing the – God, they playing the NFC North is just too nice because the Bears have no quarterback. The Vikings have no quarterback. And the Colts are, don't have any sort of semblance of a defense or an offensive line. Good gracious. Yeah. I mean, this bet is not making me happy that they can probably get to nine wins or more. I yeah, don't like just, that. you know, you look at the schedule like they, they can go three and three in the division and get the nine wins. Absolutely, that so, does not make me happy. I'm going yeah. ten and six, ten and six for the Ravens, and then ten and six for the Steelers with the Steelers getting the tiebreaker. I, I'm giving them nine and seven. I think they'll somehow they'll probably lose a couple games where they. Probably even shouldn't they shouldn't be in there. They'll they'll fuck up one of these. Maybe the Jaguars. <laughs> I give them yeah, I give them nine to seven. And the Steelers? Steelers, I mean, I I somewhere between 
10 and 12, I think, would, is probably about right. But if I, I'd say 11, 11 and 5, I'd give the Steelers. Anthony? 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Yep. Okay. So we've all got the Steelers winning the division. Uh, Anthony, you have the Ravens in the playoffs. Uh, I think me and Jabari are going to stay away from Baltimore in the postseason. Um, that is just about do it. Uh, Go ahead. I, I, Go ahead. I don't, who else are you going to put in the AFC playoffs? Um, I got two, I got two playoff teams in the AFC South. Okay. All right. Well, two teams from the AFC South? Yes, sir. Who are those two teams? Guess you'll have to tune in next week to find out. Titans <laughs> in Texas? You must be dreaming, sir. No, nope. you uh, must be gonna dreaming. Happen. Only one of them is coming out of there. All right. Playoff playoffs is going to be Pat Steelers. Kansas City slash Oakland with Houston winning that division by default. You got to have and one they, more team in there. Who's who's your I'll second throw, I, You know what? I got to give you the Titans. You're right. You're right. I got to give you the Titans. Both because I don't think the Ravens can do it, or I don't want them to do it. Yeah, you're just hating. You're just hating. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, any last thoughts on the AFC North? If ben, Big Ben stays healthy, he's going 5,000-plus yards this season. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> With Le'Veon Bell going over 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> the, great, the greatest show on ketchup. I feel, baby. Uh, how many touchdowns for Antonio Brown this year, Jabari? Well, Randy Moss had 23, so, you know, 25 seems reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we've, we've officially entered the Titans Titan zone here, uh, and, and we are we are way off the rails. <laughs> so that'll just about do it for our uh, AFC discussion. Uh, we'll be back in a couple days with the AFC South. Uh, Anthony Jabari, thanks for doing this, guys. No problem. No problem. All right, we out. Peace out. Hitman. Hey,